Our Poor Choices is a comedy podcast where lifelong friends get together to discuss random topics, movies, poor choices, and more. This podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and is intended for mature audiences. This week on the show, let's throw another shrimp on the barbie. I'm Banky Jarvis. <laughs> I'm Corporal. Grillin' Commando. Sarcastro. I'm just really disappointed in your shitty accents. I'm fatty. And <laughs> these are <laughs> our Poor Choices. <laughs> Poor choices rants. Holy <laughs> sh! Oh my god! Do, do you want me to try it again? Well, no. You need to stay. You need to keep that badge of shame and wear that forever. I will. It's like some kind of Australian <laughs> castrati. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> right, sir. We'll put another shrimp on the body. There you go. See. Oh God! Yeah. So this week we are going to talk about uh, part one of our our random series of the art of manliness, and this is in honor of Commando getting his new griddle at his house. Yay! This is grilling and chilling. So tell us about this uh, griddle, Commando. How did you get it? So I've always wanted one since all of you guys have one, and I was extremely jealous. And um... I don't, and I am jealous. Oh well, I'm better than you now. I don't think you're going to cook anything other than maybe put a pot on it and boil kielbasa. Oh, uh, baby, uh... you might be right. <laughs> so, uh, working at the same place for 20 years and get uh, a gift after 20 years. Well, every five-year increments, you get a gift. And usually it's like a watch or earrings or a necklace. And they throw a couple like things in here every now and then. So, I'm looking at the 20-year thing, and I'm like, I don't know. I could get like a DeWalt drill set or something. I'm like, you know what? Out of curiosity, I wonder if I could get something from the 15-year group. I go back and I'm looking through it and I'm like, hmm, there's a griddle. Like, it's not a Blackstone. Of course not. Why would we go with Blackstone? But it's a Cuisinart. I'm like, all right, it's a Cuisinart. But it's this, instead of it being a rectangular griddle, it is a circular, like full circle, full on circle. Quick question. Yeah. Are you sure it's not a crepe maker? It is like a just griddle. a giant crepe maker. <laughs> no, it is a griddle. I actually looked up the model and everything beforehand just to make sure. Like, all right, is this thing legit? Like, what can this thing do? Looked up a couple reviews on YouTube. And at the end of the day, compared to everything else I could get, I'm like, it's free. What's the worst it's going to do? You know, I'll get some good cooks yeah. off of it. And, you know, if it falls apart, it falls apart. So, actually, I think that was Fatty who convinced me. He's like, just get the damn thing and... You know, like, yeah, at least you'll use it's it. It's like it's free. Like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the worst that could happen is you'll be, it'll be a piece of shit and it'll last you, what, two years. And then by then, you'll be reliant on it and you'll, ha you'll have the reason to buy a good one. Yep. yep. But if it's good, then who cares? And it'll, it'll last you longer. So either way, you're, you're going to get what you want. It's at least it's worth at least four bucks in scrap value. <laughs> there you go. Right? Maybe, maybe that rolled steel cooktop. Yeah, it's uh... so. Now I thought yours looked like in the picture you sent us. Is is yours non-stick? No, no, it is just rolled okay. steel, and you just oil it up like. All cast, right, because it looked iron. like in the one picture it was like real nice and even, and it looked like it had like a non-stick coating on. I was confused as to where the the grease goes too. Like, so that's what's kind of the thing. Is it, I is don't it a like full ring? It. It's a full ring. It's so, a full ring, and then there's like a, a a downspout in the one spot. Is that how it that's is? That's it. So it's a full ring, and it's tapered, so it has a slope to it. So all the grease and drippings, everything, all are supposed to flow to the uh, the drip uh, drip pan, and and that's it. That's how it works. So as we get into the story here. Bring that up again, because I have a little story about how annoying that was. It got clogged Let's just immediately. Go right, no, Let's no, go right it didn't. To it. Actually, <laughs> if it works. Hold on, my... hold on. I, I want to hear, how did you start with your seasoning? Because that's, rule number one is on a griddle, right? You have to season it for a couple, couple yeah, hours first. Yeah. Well, let me back up even further for when it arrived. So, uh -oh. of course, FedEx freaking delivers it. So, we already know that's one strike against it. It didn't even stand a chance. So... 
<laughs> the box is kind of beat up. I'm like, all right, well, everything looks. Did like they slow down? Well. Did they slow down below 20 miles an hour when they threw it out of the truck <laughs> in uh, your front yard? They slowed down <laughs> enough so that the guy could get out and drop kick it after he after. He put it. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, why and is this driveway so long? <laughs> so, this driveway was too steep. <laughs> so I go out. I go out with my son, and uh, I decide, okay, I'm gonna take this thing apart. I'm gonna put it together. So I I flipped up the box and laid it down to open it up. <laughs> my son just hands me this screw. He's like, "Look what I found, Dad!" I'm like, "Oh, that's oh. not good." Like if you're finding random screws in the in the driveway already, like I'm hosed. Oh so boy. I start taking the thing apart, and sure enough, the the clamshell packaging that all the pieces were in somehow got a split in it, and there's one group of screws, like the most important screws apparently, because there were 48 of supposed to be 48 of them. By the time I get through the whole giant box, go through all the packaging, find all the loose screws, I'm missing about six of them. So at this point, I start putting it together anyway, hoping that maybe I can cut a couple corners here and there and still get the thing put together. And wouldn't you believe it? It actually freaking worked out. There were a couple screws you... that I skipped. All the important stuff was <laughs> just, put just together. Just a few extra pieces. <laughs> we'll just put a zip tie in this one. And... No, it was more so like... You know, when you screw to the bottom plate, the bottom platform for the stand, it's like one screw here, one screw here, one screw. I'm not going to lift it up, right? So it'll be okay. You should probably put, like, get some replacement heart. I did. Yes. I did. Yes. Oh, okay. I oh, called. Okay. I called. Excellent. They were really cool right away and just, it and, and sent it out. So, yeah, okay. I got, I got the pieces, but yeah, so that was, uh, that was the beginning of it. Like, great. So how long did the total assembly take you from the time that you started opening the box to the time that it was ready to fire up? Actually, it was, it went pretty quick. It wasn't too hard to put together. So maybe 45 minutes, an hour, because I had to stop here and there and do some other shit and come back to it. All right. So in comparison, a year ago, Sarcastro bought a Blackstone. He was convinced to buy a Blackstone while we were all down in Florida. It took a lot of arm twisting for that to happen. <laughs> it really did. As I recall, it, was, it took like you need three one. drinks. And then he <laughs> like, all right, I'm in. You son but of I a bitch. I recall that I'm taking in. us four, four guys and like an hour and 45 minutes to put that together. Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. Wow, was that oh, complex? Yeah. No. It just <laughs> took us. Oh. There was drinking involved. In yeah, yeah. yeah, there was lots of drinking involved. Yeah, yeah. There, there are several, several ridiculous choices all at once. <laughs> I did have one or two components that I had to take apart to put on the right way because it didn't. The instructions were a little vague into you know where they should be positioned. But uh, yeah, got it together, uh, wheeled it out, and then as for the seasoning, it just called for you know your typical like soap it down, get all the you know manufacturing oil off of it. Um, dry it up and then light coat in oil of choice, which all I really had was uh, virgin olive oil, so that's what I used. And uh, oh, and popcorn oil? Did you use popcorn oil too? <laughs> oh. And just put the light, you know, light coating on. Turned it on high, let it hit the smoke point. Did that about three times till everything blackened over, and it was uh, it was good to go. Awesome. What was the the uh, maiden voyage that you took on there? What was your first cook? So the very first cook, I decided we are going to do smash burgers. That's a good, good choice. It seems yeah, like a good choice. the thing, right? Like, just get some burgers, try it out, kind of get an idea for how the grill, you know, how hot it gets. Um, so we got 80-20 uh, ground beef and, you know, did uh, you know, a rough measurement for the, the meatballs, basically, to make the smash burger. So I set it up so I would do about six patties uh, and then... The rest I made like little sliders for the kids and put them all at one time. And yeah, it was a fun experience. It, the smash burgers are freaking easy to do, but man, do they, they go quick. Like you got to be on it. Wow. 80 20 is the way to go too when you're absolutely eat. Yeah. If you go even like 88 12, like I go to the Sam's Club and I buy a ton of meat. And like recently, Sam's Club doesn't have the 80 20 anymore which kind of sucks. So I end up with 8812 and they're not as good, you know, when you do a smash burger. Close, but you really need a you need fatty meat in order to pull off a good one for mm -hmm. sure. 
Can't do anything without my meat. That's right. <laughs> my meat's the best. No, but it, it really does make a huge difference when you're trying to fry down the onions within it. Like if you if you don't have the fat to help render that down, it's you know, hmm. it, this, it's not that it's terrible. You it's know what? just I have to take off. it back. So the meal that was made on it was the smash burgers, but the very first thing that hit the griddle uh, was onions to saute for for patty melt for for the misses. So one thing I will say for, and I don't know if 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 you go to Shake Shack for their smash burgers. They have like a salt pepper mix with a tiny bit of garlic powder in it. That, instead of adding it separately, having that in a shaker and shaking it on while you're doing the smash burgers, in my opinion, makes more difference than the meat does. Hmm. Well, that's what I did. Having so, that seasoning really? is crazy. Yeah, it's after, a big difference in flavor. After doing the smash and holding it down for about, like everything I said, is like hold, you know, smash it, hold it down for about 10 seconds. And then uh, I use parchment paper, you know, just to it's the get same everything. Same way I got my wife. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, then just a little bit of salt and pepper is all I ended up putting on it for seasoning. Yeah. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and the sliders got Montreal steak seasoning because that's what we typically use on burgers. Yeah. So, Fatty, you buy this the seasoning from Shake Shack, or you just reverse engineer it and make it yourself? I looked it up on the internet, and someone's like, you know, it's like two tablespoons and one and a half tablespoons whatever the the mix was that was mm-hmm. online i just put it in like an empty shaker and just labeled it shake shack mix it sits right next to the the shaker that's labeled miami spice oh yes <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah the smash burgers came out really good that was my first time having one actually so oh yeah i did I, you put cheese on it like an adult or did you eat it as i a did i did i did a double you know double stack on a uh, oh. brioche bun, a brioche. Ooh, look at this motherfucker! Did did you toast that up on the griddle too? I did, I did. Oh, I'm so proud of you! Yep. I'm so proud. Toasted it up. Oh god, um, our boy's growing up. So what I did for before I put anything down, before I put the onions down, before I put the burgers and all that down, I just took a stick of butter and just put it right on the griddle and just kind of like scribbled over the griddle and then threw everything right on top of it. Did Mrs. Commando have a slight heart attack as you did that? She didn't know. <laughs> she does now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. So you and you did this on one of the colder days because like, that was the day that it was like seven degrees outside. Yes. And that brings me back to the earlier point about the drip tray. So on a warmer day, I'm sure the grease actually finally does make it all the way around to the drip tray. But when it's 20 degrees outside, it uh, congeals before it makes it. So, <laughs> whoa, whoa, how is it? How is it congealing before it gets there? The whole griddle surface should be hot enough, right? So when it gets to that drop spout. Well, no. So the griddle has no edge to it. It's just a circle and that's it. So everything just kind of pours off that circle into a drip tray beneath it. And that tray runs all the way around the, the perimeter of the circle or circumference of the circle. Okay, um, and then it's got to go. So, like anything that drips off the back, has to run all the way around to get to the one little hole to fall into the drip pan. So it's got a, you know, it's got a little bit of a track to go. I know a way that you can get a different model even sooner if you get tired of this one. Just let the lady commando start cooking on it, and let her have to clean up that grease trap in the cold. And she's gonna be like, "Fuck you!" Let her get, let her clean it in the warm weather. She'll be like, "Fuck this! This is a big pain in the ass. This giant circle tray." I took paper towels to it, and it's not terrible to just run paper towels around it to clean it up and push everything into the they're, tray. They're all a pain in the ass. Do you have, like, a dough scraper? I have, I don't know if that's what it's called, but I got the little handheld thing guy that you can scrape everything down with. Just a metal, just like a rectangular metal edge that yep. you just scrape everything with? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, and I got two spatulas. Key, yep. 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 Do you have a squirt bottle? I have like a squirt and water. bottle, and I also mm-hmm. have a pan to put over top, or a lid to put over top. Of oh, things. I just got one of those, because I really needed one, because I, I couldn't get cheese to melt properly, or quick enough. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the pan lid is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did, uh, now, I did do some griddle work before this one. I actually had a, a Camp Chief uh, cast griddle that, oddly enough, fit right on top of my grill. So I could turn my grill into a griddle. And it wasn't perfect because it wasn't like, you know, super huge. But I did use it once to do broccoli on, which is kind of fun. And just a little bit of butter, pile up the broccoli on it, and then 
you know, scoop it around, put the pan on top, and it actually came out pretty well. Broccoli. I've done like hmm. I've done home fries and mm-hmm. um, fried rice. I've done fried rice yeah. on it. Too. Okay, yeah, all right, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to try try a couple of different things and actually learn what cheese cooking steak. is like. Cheese oh, steak, cheese steak is on my oh. list. One day when I'm rich, I will I will do that. In the meantime, I might just With chop up a bunch of eighty twenty <laughs> and make it do a cheese steak pretend, and just pretend. <laughs> I didn't realize cheesesteak was a rich man's food. <laughs> That's how you get the gout, that and your uh, your boxed yeah. wine. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's beef, so uh-huh. that is true. Just chopping, just chopping up chicken on it, man. Anything just is so good on there. You know, Walmart has um, has chipped beef, like in frozen pucks that you can buy in the frozen food section. It's great value brand. It's like six bucks for like four pucks of it, but it really? actually comes out pretty nice. Yeah. It's already seasoned. You just throw it on there, look around. It takes about four minutes to cook it all. BJ's has good. an excellent shaved ribeye. BJ's has a really great one. You get like keep two time. pounds in a package. It's it's really quality. Well, that's that's another thing too. I love when people get all like grill manly and they're like, "No, you need this cut of meat, or you've got to get it from this kind of place." It's like, listen, it's going to be as good. There is something to the meat that you use about the quality of it but you don't need prime for every little thing you can get choice and you can make choice taste like prime i don't care what people say you can season or it, you can get you can cook frozen it just right. great value yep <laughs> and it's that's what i'm saying fine. that's that's choice right like great value <laughs> is essentially choice i yeah yes great, great value great value <laughs> sausage patties are zero grams of carbs and the whole family loves them and they cook so easily and actually taste really good so we go through a lot of great value sausage patties on the grill. Well, there's the thing. Have you tried? Uh, have you tried doing breakfast on it yet? The next day, I did. I did bacon. I had to do bacon, bacon. bacon on the griddle, and that was the last it's been used. Then, uh, you know, the work week started, and I haven't been out to it since. So I have to plan my. Yeah, I like to do bacon cheeseburgers on it because then you do like the bacon around the burgers, and like all the bacon grease goes through the. You cook the burgers in the bacon grease. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um doing pancakes on it is really fun too Ooh, it's a huge area and you can just like pour a ton of pancakes at once it's it's easy and i'll have to try that yeah just got to keep your heat low kids love it. i bet you do french toast on it too oh yeah absolutely yeah we're not big on french toast we never make that but my kids love like pancakes and put like chocolate chips or sprinkles or some other bullshit in it that makes it taste like crap Oh, I hate that shit. Because then every <laughs> pancake that you make after that ends up with that shit on it. I love, I do love uh, pancakes with banana slices in it. They get all like caramelized and delicious. <laughs> banana pancakes are awesome. I like pancakes plain with mm-hmm. butter and syrup. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll take mine with, with butter and powdered sugar. I don't even need the syrup. Yeah, I don't need oh, syrup, just butter. Yeah, I can skip the syrup. You got to try the banana pancakes, though. Oh, so good. Oh, now have you ever done just taking bananas and kind of fried them up a little bit on there? Like take them, chunked them up and no, but now I want to do it with bananas and peaches. Ooh. Oh yeah. I think peaches would get all caramely good too. Now that you just said bananas and then sprinkle some powdered sugar over it after it's done. Mm -hmm. Just dump it into a big vat of vanilla ice cream. Yeah. I was thinking, what if you did like a thin, like a funnel cake batter? And instead of pouring it into hot oil, just like drizzled it along, like onto some butter on the griddle. So it'd be like a flatter funnel cake. Then throw some peaches on top of that bitch. I don't know. No, maybe. I don't know. I think you might be overcomplicating it. I mean, I'd try it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is is that what I've been seeing where people are making like pancake spaghetti on the internet now? That sounds like that's what it is. Never is that, that just? A, never oh yeah, they're making that. pancake spaghetti where they're just taking pancake batter and putting it in like a a ketchup bottle, like a diner style ketchup bottle, squeezing it on a griddle and just making like strands going up and down and up and down. And they cook it real quick, flip it over. And then it's just like a bunch of strings. I'm like, I don't want my pancakes like that. I want my pancakes round and slightly thick, not huge and fluffy, just slightly thick. That'll end up like all crunchy. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Which as a dessert, yes, not as a pancake breakfast. I mean, but if you're going to do that, why not just do funnel cake to that point? I've seen like, pre-prepared mix though that you would put in like a ketchup bottle or something like that and then you could just squirt it out to your pancake size like if we 
go camping and yeah, don't feel like Yeah, but he's talking like spread it out in strands. Yeah, yeah, like Jackson Pollock that shit all over your griddle. Yeah, no, thank you. I could maybe do that with like some cinnamon and sugar mixed in with the mix. Then it could be like little dessert sticks. That'd be acceptable. But I agree for breakfast. It's got to be a round pancake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a Mickey Mouse. Maybe a Mickey Mouse shape one. We'll go with that. Yep. You know. Oh, I'll take fun shapes. You can, Have you, you seen can... the thing, the German pancakes? I think it's German pancakes where it's like they, they make take a basically a pancake batter put it into like a baking dish and throw it in the oven and it gets like real tall and fluffy and then they cut it in slices no that sounds very doughy i've done uh belgian waffles which are cool because they're like waffles but really really thick and then you can put like uh you can put chocolate on top of them or you can put powdered sugar on top of them and Mm -hmm. and they just stay like Forever. But you're you not making those them. on a on a grill. Or, no, well, I guess you could do them on a grill uh, if you buy the because you can get just the cast iron accessory that you can pour the stuff in and do it over an open flame. That's true. I guess so that know, is grilling. Yeah, you're pretty much unlimited what you can do. Um, I saw a guy who uh, took like those cookie drying racks, and he mm-hmm. just set it on one side of his griddle, so like whatever he was doing, he could take off and put up there, and it was basically a warming tray for him. Smart. Yeah, I, I do like say... 90 percent of my outdoor cooking. I do on the blackstone. Yep, you know, I've got a big too. green egg too. The only thing I really do on that is if I'm gonna like smoke something, that's what I'll use that for. But there was a time where I used the big green egg for everything, like steaks, burgers, you name it. And now I'm like totally about the blackstone. Mm-hmm. So, did you really ever use your gas grill, or was that basically something that Captain used? And you just you're like no. yeah, once in a while. That's that's Captain. He likes to use the gas grill because it's easier for him. Like, he just likes to use it. I, I would use it occasionally for hot dogs. Like, hot dogs were the only thing before I had the Blackstone that I'd be like, well, I'm not going to warm up the, like, light a bunch of charcoal to make a goddamn hot dog <laughs> for the kids. But now I do, I'll just do, I'll just do hot dogs on the Blackstone. You now, know, do you, do you put anything down, uh, like oil down before you put stuff on it? Or do you just kind of go with the seed, what is already on yeah. there and just throw it on? I normally do vegetable oil. I mean, like hot okay. dogs, I won't really put anything down. But like, yeah, burgers and stuff, I'll do vegetable oil. Um, and then after I'm done with the grill, I like scrape everything down. And then I have the Blackstone seasoning grease that I just put a thin layer of that on yeah. so that it's seasoned and ready for the next time. I always whirl it beforehand. And you know where mine is outside at the cabin. So it can sit for a while. Um, I make sure to scrape it completely clean. And I just use um, an aerosol can of, um, it's like a, a aerosol oil. Uh, I think it's canola oil. It's for grilling. It's like a high temperature oil. And I carefully, I make sure that every inch of it is coated thoroughly. Because one little spot, one little spot that's not coated will turn into a huge amount of rust and just destroy your, your fucking week. It's such mm-hmm. a pain in the ass. Oil the yep. shit out of that thing when you're done. Always, yep. always. Agreed. And then, yeah, and then when I'm at like up at the cabin, I'll take, before I cook on it, as soon as I turn it on to heat it, I actually scrape the entire thing completely clean and wipe it all off. Because I don't know like how many mice and whatever shit we're running, <laughs> yeah, bugs right. were running all over that thing up there. So I, 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 yeah, I sweep, I scrape all that oil that was coating it to protect it mm-hmm. completely off and start fresh. It's rats and spiders up in there. Hitting that, I'll take the kill that you not had. <laughs> so to, to the other part of that, then, for those of us that don't have griddles, which would be Corporal and myself, we have not joined the griddle club yet. We're the chilling part of this. Yeah. And what I inevitably always notice whether it was going down to Sarcastro's, whether we were uh, doing this when we all lived at the porch or up at Fatty's cabin over at Commando's house, as soon as somebody is in the backyard, or rather as soon as three or more people show up in the backyard and there's a grill, whether it's being used or not, any cooking appliance out there, any cooking device, (laughs) immediately all men just start to slowly gravitate towards it. Like unknowingly, like there's it like it becomes the focal point to stand around. Even if you're not cooking at it, you're just like grill. And at least somebody is like, is there a grill on? I need a beer. Somebody, (laughs) at least one person is like, beer, find a beer. beer. (laughs) Find a beer. Yeah. But I, I do find that any anything you have out there is just 
a great way to get a conversation going because you could be sitting there everybody's kind of like cracked out of their head from the night before still a little hungover whatever you go out start sitting around the grill on or not all of a sudden everybody is real chatty and everybody starts to liven up so i think the grill is a very it's it's like vitamin e and it's vitamin like a water D. cooler yeah it's just the idea of good food because it's really difficult to fuck that shit up vitamin yeah. g is that what it is yeah vitamin g vitamin there g. you go but i think yep. overall i think even uh you know in the winter you have a party you have people over at your house it seems like everybody ends up congregating in the kitchen somehow anyway like it's just a natural draw like food mm-hmm. food is the is the answer there <laughs> is food yeah. present there is food present somewhere and it will go somewhere mm-hmm. and then eventually go somewhere else i will say that when you're cooking on the blackstone especially if you're cooking for a lot of people there is almost no chilling happening because you and your assistant, if you're lucky enough to have one, are constantly like, okay, flip this, move this, flip that, add this. Yeah. All right, now I need the cheese. Now I need this. It It mm. is a crazy, I don't know, eight minutes. And it's it's always really quick. <laughs> but when it when it's time, it's like, all right, move, 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 move. Mm-hmm. And it's all done and you're good. That's the thing. I thought for a second maybe I bit off more than I could chew because I was trying to do the sliders. And the smash burgers at the same time. Well, I put the sliders on first, of course, because they were thicker and would take longer. But uh, yeah, man, once you smash those things down, it was like, oh man, oh man, I gotta go. <laughs> it's like by the time I I had six patties that, that I smashed at the same time, it was like by the time I got done smashing the last one, it was like time to flip the the first one, and and you know, just constantly move. So if there were gonna be a lot of people over and I was making them, I think. It just has to be an assembly line, right? Like you just do a couple at a mm-hmm. time, make them, and then first come, first serve, or you know, take orders for whatever toppings you want on them. But it's the bear in your backyard, yes, well, chef. Or you do, yeah, excuse you me, don't chef. take orders. Exactly, As chef, you control it. You're like, yeah. this is what you get, or get the fuck out, go find another barbecue. Yeah, yeah. At fir- <laughs> yeah. When we were doing at the cabin this year, when we were doing the breakfast smash burgers, at first it was like, okay, order for that, order for that. Okay, all right, fuck that. No, everyone's getting the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it was also windy as hell, and it was cutting through us, and it was cold, and it was hard to get that fucker hot enough to keep going at a fast enough pace. Like we were fighting the cold elements up there. So that's something I want to talk to Sarcastro about because living in Florida where you don't have to worry about super low temperatures, like you might get into the thirties every now and again, but ultimately like when you're out there working on your Blackstone, you don't typically run into those problems where you're like, Oh shit, it's everything's taking forever. Nope. I do not. Not a problem that I have. So yeah. So for him, it's like, and at the cabin, you don't take my delicate Florida self was able to stay inside and look out the window and be like, Oh good. (laughs) Breakfast is almost done. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I thought you were out there more often. No, now I think, yeah, I'd go go out, I'd check on, check on things, but yeah, it was fucking cold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He was, and that wind was brutal and being up got in the way of his nap time. I was yeah, I was up too. I was up there this weekend and the wind chill was minus twenty. Yeah, it was cold this weekend. It's the That's coldest. It's awesome. the coldest I've ever been in. It was amazing. It was really incredibly cold. So I, I had to go up just to feel minus twenty. That's oh, awesome. God. <laughs> that's awesome right, that's that's probably where i would draw the line and be like i am not going to stand around a grill i don't care if it is on or if it isn't on would, i'm going inside i would argue that you can't feel negative 20 because you just get frostbitten <laughs> yeah yeah we actually did you, I, did you grill this weekend in negative 20 or did you no, choose to cook um, inside we we went outside we stayed in the house for about a half a day and i got like two bourbon and seven ups in me and was like yo kid I'm going to throw on like two pairs of sweatpants and go start a fire. And he was like, yeah, let's go. So we went out and started a, a big giant fire out back and just kind of stood around the fire and goofed off and had a really great time. Cool. Nice. But it was cold. As soon as the sun started to set. Oh man, you <laughs> yeah. could feel it was, a, it was a strange feeling. I've never felt it before. You You had the heat from the fire, but then all around you from behind the wind was blowing, but there was no wind, but it was blowing into the fire. The fire was sucking in the air, 
and blowing the heat up. So you had this cold rush of air blowing behind you. And I guess you never actually feel that it's happening all the time when fire burns. I mean, that's the nature of fire, but you don't feel it because it's not minus 20. But this we were was close like to getting could... day after tomorrowed. Oh man, it was it was a crazy <laughs> feeling. I was like, wow, I can feel the air rushing into the fire, and you don't normally feel that. So that was neat. So, so have you guys ever had an absolute disaster when you were grilling or griddling or smoking? Oh, all the time. <gasps> I had one with uh, Commando one time. Are you making the, jalapeno poppers? No, one of the first times. One of the first sure. times I was I was just learning my original smoker. Remember my old barrel smoker? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just learning that at the at the old cabin and he was up and and was like, "Let's do some ribs." So we did some ribs and then got lost in lake life <laughs> and like 6 hours later these things were like jerky. They were terrible, <laughs> but we were like, well, that's all we have to eat. So that's what we're going to chew on. And it was like uh, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. We're just like everyone sitting there going, ar, 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 like trying to chew through the ribs and they sucked. <laughs> so how did how, how'd you get around the bone? Was it just like, <laughs> oh, there was like the, they were totally off the bone because they had like just shrunk up and got all hard and shit. Oh, they were bad. Do you remember that? It's like a shrunken head. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely, <laughs> vaguely I remember that. I remember I remember more so that we had the I didn't remember what we made, but I remember that we were down at the lake and like totally forgot. We're like, oh crap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sarcastro, what's the uh, worst thing you ever had happen? Um, I had a I've got a scar on the side of me from like a third degree burn. I was putting steaks on a grill. I think it wasn't on the Blackstone. It must have been on the uh, on the big. You know what it was? It was on the big green egg. So in the big green egg, when I used to do a steak, I would put a cast iron pan on the big green egg, warm it up to like five hundred degrees, oh. and then I would have you know I'd have a steak that I'd let sit out all day. I'd, you know I'd season it, let the you know the salt all um, get into it and stuff. And I I put some you know some a little bit of oil in the pan, a little bit of vegetable oil or maybe butter, and I threw this steak this. I don't know, this big T-bone or New York strip in, and there must have been like some, like a little bit of water on it, like our moisture. And it just like, it reacted with the oil of the oil. I was of course not wearing a shirt and like four drinks into cocktail hour. Mm -hmm. And like the oil just shot out up my side. And so I'm pretty sure I had like a third degree burn because I've got a pretty good scar there from it. It was like from two years ago, but yeah. But did you burn the steak? No, the steak was fantastic. Oh, see, I, I, yeah, it, it didn't stop me. I was so like, the "Oh, that hurts." Is that you cooked yourself. No, yeah, exactly. That I have a permanent scar from inside. making that steak. Yep. My my issues have always come from self doubt. Um, when knowing when to take things off when they're when they're actually done. Um, so it's like you know you do the look like, and then you're like, ah, maybe just another you know minute or so, and by then it's it's too much. It's done. Chicken is one of the ones that I always struggle with a lot. I'm terrified of undercooking chicken. And it's the worst. When you get that off and you cut it open, you're like, oh, that's not done. It ruins. Son of a bitch. It ruins your night. You're like, damn it. All the sides are ready. Damn it. This Mm -hmm. is going to be another eight minutes on the grill. Son of a Mm -hmm. bitch. Maybe. Yeah, you hope. And then you, of course, always overcook it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, that that is the worst chicken, man. Well, and does anybody check more than one piece just to make sure? Because then you're like, you go into like one chicken breast and you go into another chicken breast. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and to Sarcastro's point, you've now cut it open. So it's going to cook much faster for the next eight minutes. I've, star- I've started to use my electronic probe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't cut them open anymore because it's just too much. So I'll probe all of them. I start with the thinnest and I'll be like, okay, that one's done. And then I go up in, in thickness. And I will go and check every single one of them to make sure that they're like five degrees over the recommend. Yeah. Which is like what, 165 or something? Yeah, I go for like 169. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I've been relying a lot on standing time. Like usually I'll take them off, even, even sometimes early if I think it's close. And then 
throw them into you know some big thing and then cover them always cover them and then let them let them sit for you know good like 10 minutes or so and see what happens dude you never cut any meat unless it's rested for at least 10 minutes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i used to constantly make that mistake with uh when i had the uh smoker on the back porch and i would have the stuff out there and i would go all right it's getting close but i would and it's not that i would cut it open it's just that i would look at it and be like all right it's it's 119 and at that point, I should have pulled it off because I'm only trying to get to 123 and I'm not thinking. And I go, all right, let's get it to 123. Problem is when you get it to 123, you bring it in, you tent it, let it rest. It's going to shoot up another five, six degrees. And now I'm getting into, you know, medium steak. I want medium rare or mm-hmm. rare steak. Yeah. Yep. And it's that's that's always been my folly because I'm like, oh, nope, let me look at this temperature. And I'm like, oh, I never consider the rest time. The good part with the rest time, though, is that it gives you a little bit of a leeway, especially if you like underestimate how long certain sides take or something like that. So the meat can rest and you could always like, you know, throw it on top of the grill to keep it warm or something like that while you're getting everything else prepped. So it works out. I always see when, when I cook a steak, I don't do it by temperature. I like, I don't stick a temperature. Yeah, I do it by touch. Yeah. yeah. So do I like how it feels like I do, yeah. Yeah. especially on the Blackstone, you know, you have that super hot. I do, Three minutes on one side, three minutes on another side, and then I'll go down to two minutes, two minutes, and then I go one minute, one minute, one minute flip mm-hmm. until it gets to where it feels right, and I'll just pull it off, let hmm. it rest for ten minutes. See, but, oh yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, and that's yeah. What, I only chicken, probe chicken. chicken is real. Yeah, chicken is the only thing that the palm terrifies trick? me. And that's the interesting debate yep. between: Are you, you know, a flipper? Your steak? Yeah. Are you yep. a flipper or a non-flipper? Because I, I, I could go either way. Certain things I want to be able to flip a lot and others like i've learned like with hamburgers like i just flip them once that's it i don't continually flip them so it's like you see like you know the the blood start coming out the top it's like all right time to flip and then you start seeing it a little bit on the other side that's when they come off mm-hmm. yeah 100 yep. agreed for burgers yep and then with steak again i don't cut into that either i would and I don't know if this is true or not. I just kind of go by it. So, like, if you push into the meat, if it pushes back out again, then it's you're you're in a good range. If it if you push into the meat and it still stays, you know, indented, then you still got some cooking to go. Well, you got the whole thing. Use this yeah. part of your hand. Listen to this. Yeah, you 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 can probably explain it better. No, no, you do it. You got it right. You're talking about it. Yeah, is it is it this side or this? I always forget. But like when, well, when you right have all here. this right there, right there. Okay, so when you have all four of your fingers closed, how that feels? That's going to be like a well done thing. And each finger you remove, that gets down to to the rare. So and, how that feels, and versus how the steak feels, and anything that's over with your hand closed, you're fucking done. Just throw. Yeah, it. you're way done. Hmm. Feed right, it to cool. the dog and go back to the store. Why do you hate your dog so much? <laughs> that's cool. Well, that, that's a good reference then. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. I'll keep that. In I mind. didn't realize it was like the closed fist. I always thought it was the okay sign. It's, it's, the, same, it's the same, same feeling. The different. Yeah. The same kind same of exact thing. thing. Yeah. It's yeah. The same flex. Yeah. I'm, I'm just sitting here doing it, going, "Yep, I need it pinky soft every time." <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't just fold down my pinky. Let's isolate that. <laughs> oh, I will put that up somewhere. <laughs> There's no pinky way. Pinky soft every time. No. Nope. <laughs> pinky soft. Yeah, if I try to put my pinky down, my ring finger goes along with it. I can't. Yeah, well. Really? Yeah. I'm weird. That's a. That's a. Dude, you can't do. It's a nerve. Like, it's a nerve disease. Sign? If I hold my pinky down, I can do it. But if I'm trying to fold it down by itself, like I can't. I can't have it go oh, down on top. Really? Yeah, I can pull it down with my thumb and do that, but yeah. Extreme extreme cases of that have those two fingers immobile. Um, well, they move. If you ever watch uh, Bill Bill Nye, uh, the guy that played Davy Jones and Christmas is all around us, he's got that disease. So, like, if you look at his hands, those two fingers on each hand just don't don't move as much. So it's a it's it's a common thing. It's a common thing, but then it gets more extreme and just stops those two fingers from moving that much. I know mine click and are freakishly short. Look at that pinky compared to the rest of them. That one was broken. That pinky was broken. No, no, no. that's genetic. So just just so everybody knows, like this is really good for listeners (laughs) that they can't see anything. But Patty's pinkies, when he puts the pinkies (laughs) together with the fingernails facing away from his face, 
They make a V. The knuck is just like the 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 the, the knuck above the knuck. You know that that knuck. I have a little <laughs> like straight yeah. in. Short so. short bent pinkies is a genetic thing, along yep. along with the hitchhiker's thumb. Okay. Oh, Jesus. And having six nipples. Yes. <laughs> yes. Truth. Truth. <laughs> so go, going back into grilling accidents or incidents or worse scenarios, I know Ever Corporal, it's been a while nipples? since you've had one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a while. But you've had to have had a horror story. It's something that just went wrong. Oh, I got one of these uh, tailgate, like Coleman gas tank mm-hmm. uh, uh, griddles, uh, cast iron, and the whole thing about that, like tailgating with that, like if you actually plan on keeping it for a while, the, the, the maintenance on that thing is fucking insane. It's too much, man. It's too much. Cause when you're at a, at a, at a, at a game, you're like, Oh, I gotta, Oh, do I, do I scrape it and put all the oil on it? Or do I go in and get more beer? And I, uh, uh, so yeah, the thing gets, and you choose beer super every time. You do it. Fucking loot. Okay. As a so, fucking lootly. So your disaster is that you let the top rot. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> everything that I cooked just had way too much grease. And like when you're, you're in a parking lot and your grease trap is full, and like where the fuck do you put it? And then like depending on how much stuff you're cooking, you have multiple movings <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of that grease trap every single fucking time. And depending on how you have the gas tank, like you can get a, a, a an adapter hose to use a regular propane tank. Mm-hmm. That's in the way of the grease trap. <laughs> so you got to fucking move that and take that off and then pull the grease trap. It's a fucking pain in the ass. What dumb son of a bitch thought that was a good idea for the design? Uh, enough people that just, I bought one. Could have just dumped the grease in the parking lot. I guess that's a yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also there was, run, and uh, then run it over. There's a, uh, um, on the football games, there's a, uh, a, a green egg tent. So they have about, uh, 20 of these things in the U and they're all underneath the tent and they all got different style wings and different style ribs and stuff. And they're just like, Oh yeah, green egg, come on in and try it. See how you like it. You know, buy one. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Have you ever seen my portable setup that it's like a two and a half feet long by one and a half feet wide. Like the, it's a small propane tank powered George Foreman. Mm-mm. I haven't seen that one. We just got oh, a, um, man. We got a tabletop stove with. Uh, That's what um, this is, yeah. Yeah, we got one of those. That works way better, way way better. Yeah, one half is flat like a griddle. The other half has grids like a George Foreman grill. Grease trap okay. in the back, and the thing is just fantastic for for portable. You can fit two full size quesadillas on it. So we we would always like for. Buffett tailgates when I followed Buffett. We would pre-cook all the chicken and pre-slice it all, all seasoned and done in Tupperware, and bring pounds of cheese and like 500 um, wraps, and you could make two quesadillas at a time on this perfect little portable grill. We always did burgers on it. We did hot dogs on it. In the beginning, when we first when we first had the cabin and the spot at the lake, we didn't want to like take over. We didn't. We weren't there long enough to take over i mean now we're there and i've got the charcoal grill the, i've got three grills down there at the lake now <laughs> so it's a whole different situation but we used to like bring our little tiny grill and cook on it and that george foreman portable one was kick-ass great that's grill. awesome so i got a disaster that i just remembered and i don't know why i didn't think of it earlier i actually had my my grill lit on fire the whole thing so mm-hmm. it was old enough uh, I think I had it for, I don't know, I had gone through a couple of the flavor bars. It was a Weber. But where the um, tank, where the hose comes in, it got some kind of leak or whatever, and the whole thing started on fire. So it melted the knobs, the plastic knobs, because they're on the on the top. They're not on the, on the bottom like a lot of them, this model. It melted the starter. It, uh, like the burners and everything got all jacked up. And to Weber's credit, what's awesome about those grills is that you can buy all the components separately. Everything was shot on it, basically. So I got a whole new burner unit to put in underneath it, a whole rod for that. Replaced that, replaced all the knobs, replaced the starter, and it's like good as new, basically. So is it the rectangle, the rectangular one, the thick aluminum base from, I don't know, uh, 
12 to 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that is a super common problem with those Webers. The little vents where when the propane goes through, there's little tiny vents on the side that are covered in screen. Mm-hmm. And I think they call them spider vents or spider screens. Well, spiders build webs and cover those screens up. And then that is where your fire starts. And then the fire, then, then it burns backwards both ways and it melts all your fucking knobs. And then by the time you realize it, the fire from the knobs is blowing right down on your propane tank. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've experienced that twice in my life. So I had to like reach through the flames, turn off the tank, like. Uh, how yeah. the fuck mm-hmm. can they keep selling it then they don't it's a no. different design but they if you call the them and bitch they will just send you everything for free An entire brand new setup yep and you can Man. again you can replace all the components the only mistake i made is i think i ordered the wrong burner part or the wrong you know what when i replaced the valves i think i ordered the wrong valves or the assembly because now it gets super hot like way hotter than it ever did before so I think it's like the wrong BTU for that grill model, but eh, it still works. That's the only thing I don't like about my Webers is I f- like when I turn that thing to low, mm-hmm. it's not that low. No, it's so before you know it's, it, you're up to 500. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have an issue with the, you know, not being able to go low enough with my Webers. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Even if you only just turn on one burner, like you have three of them, you turn on one, it still gets hot. Yeah. So everybody else on on the show is meeting up in florida in a week or two fuck you and i'm just wondering what sarcastro has got planned or what you guys have planned because he posted the weather for the forecast for the weekend and it's gonna be fucking beautiful mm-hmm. well at least thursday i don't know we've only got 10 days we're, we're looking <laughs> 10 days out yeah. so day one is looking pretty nice that's the most important day looking yep. pretty nice so what are you guys thinking <sighs> that you're doing on the grill or the griddle. Well, I think we're gonna have to do burgers at some point. Smash I mean, burgers. Burgers are mm-hmm. burgers are super quick and easy. Um, yep. Last time we were there, you you fired up the big green egg and did a shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could do that. And that that was really really good. That was yep. um, and shoulders aren't too expensive. They're they're mm-hmm. cheap but really really good food. Bring down um, some whiz and some amorosos, and we can do cheesesteaks. Oh, you can get amorosos in Atlanta. No. <laughs> I'm, telling one of those I'm not going to be able to down. fly down with them. Like, I could, I could, you can fly with I, food. I could ship it with, with my food. clothes because I'm too cheap to buy a, a carry on. So I'm shipping a box of clothing down. To I need you. three. We need 300 Amoroso rolls. Pack <laughs> them with your underwear. <laughs> the art of thriftiness. <laughs> so, Fatty, are you going to wear more than just sweatpants this trip? The last trip. I brought two pairs of shorts and a whole assortment of warm weather clothing. (laughs) And I just brought one pair of sweatpants to get me from the airplane in Pennsylvania to down in Florida. That was the only time I planned on wearing them because they were smaller than jeans and they could get me there and they were comfortable and I didn't have to wear a belt. But when I get there and it's 40 fucking degrees, I was forced to wear them the entire time. <laughs> I had an entire, I had a full collection you of clothing. You loved it. And you loved it. You loved I every didn't, minute I of didn't. it. I did it. You made me cry in the parking lot. I didn't like it. You did. The brewery I was most looking forward to, I went out and stood in the parking lot until you were all done. Which one was <laughs> Angry Chair. Angry Chair. He, oh, he tore man. me a new asshole. I was like, I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna go stand down in the parking lot. <laughs> when you guys when, when I don't I'm, when you're done, just come out. I think the final straw was when there was like a hipster douchebag that walked in in a pair of sweatpants and I was like, see? See what type of person wears sweatpants to a brewery? He has a fine, he has a fine mustache. And then, like, as I'm, as pants. I'm depressed as fuck, leaving the brewery, like, I'm, I don't even want to taste this beer that I love anymore. I'm walking out, and he was like, "And if someone kills you out there, they will know." That you were ready to die because you're wearing your sweatpants and you've given up on life. Like, you motherfucker. <laughs> All that could have been avoided if you just stayed back in the house with uh, myself, Lady Jarvis, and the Blackstone with Cappy. 
but it was my, it was my yep. dream to go to this brewery like uh that would have been great if they were like sir you're in sweatpants get the fuck out of here oh no they wouldn't have <laughs> It's like, that's you know, a, that's a crazy little brewery, man. too. I can't, it's like a little hole in the wall. There's like no space in it whatsoever, and it draws a crowd like crazy. No, that's unbelievable. I like the beer from Woven Water. I thought oh, that was pretty good. So good. Woven Water is fantastic. And I really enjoyed Arcane Ale Works. I was, um, I was pleasantly surprised. It's, yeah, I really like the vibe. That awesome little stage out back and stuff. Or, yeah. What was the Woven Water place? Was that the one that was over in Tampa that we went to? That, that was the one we went to where they had like the one wall was like plants. And we yeah. got we got that amazing barrel aged bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah. That, that's Woven Water. Really great stuff, too. I can't wait to check out some of these places. They don't serve log. They don't serve lager. <laughs> they probably have a pilsner. No, they do. There's yeah, um, St. Pete, Pete Ale Works, which is down by where the ladies are going on that Friday night for that concert. Well, that's our crawl, um, right? Maybe they, Friday we'll just do a beer crawl. like Potential crawl, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's a bunch of beer places down there. But St. Pete Ale Works has like a really good... There's a specific beer that I've had there before that's really good. It's like... I want to say it's like some type of a Scottish ale, but it's almost done as like a bourbon style. So it's got like a smoky flavor to it. And it's been a while since I've had it, but I'm sure. So it'd be, it would but probably yeah. be a wee heavy then. Yeah. Probably. With like, like made with like a smoked beet. Um, what I was thinking of, I, you took us to a place that I was completely unfamiliar with, had a really cool vibe. Like one part of it was almost like a long alley. And there was a really cool little place inside. I really enjoyed that place. Um, you said there's a bunch of homebrewers there all the time. Oh he was yeah, like yeah, the master of homebrewing or something. Yeah, rap rap brewery. Did we? I didn't realize we went there. But yeah, yeah. that's like that's a uh, Queen Sarcastro's like favorite place to go. Yeah, to. that was really neat. I enjoyed that yeah. place. I love I love the yep. vibe and the beers were really neat. Yeah, the people there are always super cool. Yep. Yep, we can totally do that. So, thinking of that, then what's your go-to drink to have when you're standing at the grill? A beer. Bourbon. Mm. A, a beer. beer. Be more specific, please, sir. Uh, Gansett. Anything I can get my hands on. Daddy? Uh, that's a really, it's a hard answer. I, I'm a fan of all kinds of alcohol. But um, <laughs> yeah. I think I would have to say when I'm grilling, I tend to go for a double or a triple IPA. Interesting. Yeah, I like because I don't want to be running back and forth. I need to focus on the grill. So I'll grab like a triple IPA and then sip it a little slower than if I had, you know, something less strong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it was brawlers, you would need three of them to do what one triple does. Yeah, Yeah, bourbon on the rocks. That's the way to go. Just sipping on that. And you can keep that bottle out in the cooler nearby and you can throw a couple cubes on there. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't have to run back in for that. Oh, do they even have Gansett in Florida? Say no. They do. Oh, I'm sure. Sure. Yes. I said say no. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah, it was it was there when we were down there. I remember taking a picture. And nice. we were like, should I send this to him? And they were like, no, don't send that to him. <laughs> yeah. Was it at that crazy little in, beer? Like the beer world, the tiny little ghetto. I like <laughs> that's I don't remember. It was. I seemed like I, I feel like it was in a grocery store. I think it was at the ABC place. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it was or, at ABC. Or, or, right. or yeah. probably big in the giant liquor store. St- ABC was the big giant liquor store, right? Yeah. 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 I don't you know, I don't think it's at the grocery. I've never seen it at Publix before. Okay. Of course I'm not normally yeah. looking out for it. That's not normally my go to, but Mm-mm. I was also in a haze most of the time I was there. Yeah. <laughs> so keep that in mind, Commando. Anything you buy, you must finish before you go. Oh, is that the rule? I figured I'll leave it in the fridge till next year. Oh, I'll drink it <laughs> if it's here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't leave Bud Light. <laughs> or Mountain Hard Mountain Dew. Uh-huh. <laughs> Too late. I already shipped a box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping to see at least one picture of somebody chugging one of the giant hard Mountain Dews. Somebody's got to get the pig can, the pounder. Yeah, can you get that? Can you get that in Pennsylvania yet, or is it still limited distribution? Still limited. It's not here yet. I I don't think they're putting that out at all anymore. It's still all over the place down here. Did I tell you about Tennessee? You didn't tell us about Tennessee, I don't think. 
Tennessee has uh, uh, 32 ounce cans. Oh. <laughs> Hard Mountain Dew. Yeah, double, they've got them here. Double they've got pounders. Them here. Yeah, you oh. can get them at. Yeah, you can get them at. Oh. God. Publix. I remember oh. when I bought the cases for us at Publix, they had the pounder can, or the double pounder cans there. You could buy I was too. like, holy shit, oh. this is like a fucking little tiny keg. Like, I never drink that <laughs> shit again. Never. No. I will, I will give somebody 50 bucks for a video of Commando drinking an entire small can of it, a 12 ounce can of oh. any of the flavors of Hard Mountain Dew. You have to give You're him 50 bucks man. too. No, I'm only doing it if you show up. <laughs> Of Baja. No, it has to be Baja. Oh, well, yeah. If I'm showing up, it's got to be Baja and you owe me a hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, that shit is nasty. So I, I have a question, though, Commander, because you have you have your camper. Yes. And you don't have a travel grill for your camper? Uh, actually, the new one that we got this past year came with a small uh, griddle. It's like a Suburban brand or something like that, but it, it tries to be a Blackstone. So um, it's a griddle, not a grill. Right. Yeah, so it's a griddle. So, um, cooked on that a couple of times, but just like hamburgers, hot dogs, like nothing, nothing major because we, you know, we don't make like big giant meals when we camp. So, right now that I have one at home, now I'll have, I think, more, more to test out, more to try because really the only major thing that I ever did on griddle was bacon up until, you know, up until recently. Did you get your, um, bacon presses? No. No. You don't need them. If you do thick cut, which is the only thing you should be cooking on a griddle, yeah. you're fine. Yeah, thin cut, no no bueno. Thin thin cuts for wrapping answers. stuff in. Yeah. Yeah, on a griddle. I mean on the griddle. Dude, it, it you don't need you not need a press because it pretty much no, just lays down flat. It does exactly mm-hmm. what you want it to do. The only thing it's I use up. my press for is smash burgers. Yeah. Now there are weights that you can get for it. That are they are they come in various things. I'll send you the link for it. We got some for the brother in law for Christmas this year, but they might be like eight ounces, twelve ounces, or sixteen ounces. And they're just to make sure that when you have like a larger piece of meat, that it all stays down and consistent. So it's just enough weight to keep it down without pushing the the juices out of it. Oh, why the different weights? Mm. Uh so you can stack it in case it starts to cook up and it starts to force against the the weight of the uh it almost looks like a uh, bacon press, but it's thinner. It's just heavy stainless steel. And yeah, you just put them on there and you could put two on, on a piece of meat or whatever, or you just put one. Yeah, they're, and they're not, they're not expensive. I think we got two of the eight ounce ones for like 40 bucks. Yeah, I'd be like cookie tray rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want to, you got to get the right rock so it's not squishing the juice out. I have a few rocks up there. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> oh god well that, again, a digital scale yep yeah <laughs> exactly scale. <laughs> the postal scale that i happen to have yeah oh so i want to say i did have a slight disaster with uh the lady jarvis's oh, yeah. electric grill i forgot i don't know if i told you guys about this but it's the last time we used it and i think it's going to the graveyard now because uh i had gone to the q mart and i had hit up the butcher over there got a bunch of different grilling meats and stuff like that. And one of the things I got were their uh, cheddar brats, like their homemade cheddar brats. Mm. Oh my goodness. They are very, they have a lot of fat in them. And uh, I've never seen an electric grill catch fire and have such a huge flame. <laughs> but I'm sitting there and this was just two, two sausages basically, or two, uh, two brats. And how is I had that possible? Like right. I don't know. Well, because right. it, it drips right down onto the element. And so this grease starts catching fire on the element. And I'm like, I look out the the slider on the back porch and I'm go, holy shit, look at all that smoke. And it's just white smoke. All of a sudden I open the thing and the flame shoots out, hits my arm. And I'm like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know me, I'm a big pussy. And I just drop the thing and it starts billowing black smoke out now. So I, I, I run inside and I grab a baking soda and I'm like, ah, art of manliness, putting out fires now. And I just throw it open and I, Pull the sausages off with my metal tongs because I was like, I quick grabbed the plastic ones. I was like, nope, nope. It was like peewee the meat, the, uh, of course. pet store. <laughs> yeah. So got the meat off, threw that on there, and it was like 10 minutes of just billowing black smoke. The neighbors were opening wow. their slider going, what the fuck is happening here? Whoa. So I have not yet cleaned the grill. 
uh since this happened i i can't wait to open it up but i'm pretty sure i'm gonna look at it and all that uh just baking powder is still gonna or baking soda is gonna be in there yeah oh yeah that's going right in the dumpster yeah but i mean there's no way that thing's gonna be Dude, okay. I want to give you my portable George Foreman. It's perfect, and nothing can light on fire because it's a George Foreman, so there's no open grates. Not going to need it anymore. So, yeah, I uh, I tried to light the neighbor's house on fire. I tried to light the porch above us. It's like, oh, shit. And again, <laughs> take that, neighbor. Two brats. Like, I never I was get like, from stomping on the floor, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. My broom handle <laughs> broke. I will smoke you out now. <laughs> well and i realized that because uh when i did have the smoker on the back porch a couple years ago we had another guy come over for fourth of july his his girlfriend was out of town at her parents place in, in the carolinas and he's like oh do you want to hang out i'm like yeah come over we'll do some burgers on the smoker blah 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 because it's got the thing that it can sort of do the charbroil on it well apparently when i did that and i was starting up the smoker and it does all the like you have the lid open and it lets all the smoke out i guess i freaked the neighbors out then too because they immediately came down and they're like, oh, what are you doing? We're like, we're having a party. You want to come in? And I was like, oh, and they're like, yeah. I'm like, you guys want some food? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, great. Now it's a barbecue. So it's no longer a party. We're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, no, that one wasn't just, that one wasn't flames, but that was just the billowing smoke. But yeah, they're probably going to be like, get the fuck out of here, please. You should leave the calendar though. Bye-bye. Oh no, that calendar comes with me. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh Yeah. How yep. many more months are left on There's that? Until June. Until June. June. Until June. Oh, until June. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow, I bought the good one. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you got the it's six extra months, baby. That hangs in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it just hangs over my head. Oh, you know what? Over over Guy's Weekend, funny story about that calendar, over Guy's Weekend, that hangs in my kitchen. Commando's kids were at my house over Guy's Weekend. And your daughter was like, oh, is that a picture of your dog? And they're like, no, it's not. And they're like, look closer. She's like, what? Oh, it's such a cute puppy. And they're like, look closer. Oh, it's uh, taking a dump. And then she really, she's like, oh, it's pooping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She we have it at work first. on the wall so like you, you come up to the one person's desk and we've got stuff that we've taken off of walkies and the one is my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard but like on a printout mm -hmm. from a and there's a couple other things but then like you look behind him and he has the top gun academy like the top gun space camp thing and then this plaque about his training and then dogs taking a dump <laughs> <laughs> and and like uh, the beginning of every month everybody gathers around to try and guess what the dog is <laughs> and then uh anybody that uh, uh, uh makes a comment on it we we have like a like a yeah <laughs> everybody cheers yeah everybody cheers like somebody actually noticed <laughs> oh man well I know what you're all getting for Christmas in July <laughs> so outside of the Florida trip when is the next time everybody's likely to be together again next guys weekend my funeral probably <laughs> Well, if it's your funeral, it's like, well, when we sat on the bingo, who's got that on the bingo? <laughs> Are we going to have a funeral for your leg? Are we having one for your liver? We can eat your liver. We can't eat. I mean, we could eat my leg, but, you know, Dude. people eat liver. No, I want to taxidermy it. Dude, that thing's oh, got to be right. like a fine. Dude, my liver has got to be like the finest Wagyu right now. <laughs> hey, like, I that got has to... got to be the perfectly Ooh. marbled mm -mm. fatty liver. I'd say it's. Probably more like pate. I got to see an actual fatty liver over the weekend. Funny enough, we went you to see uh, another one. I'll take my shit off. We went to this uh, body works display where they actually have real bodies that they plasticize somehow. Yeah, or, yeah, and it was pretty wild. They're actually, super cool. Yeah, so they had a big giant fatty liver there to. Where was that? Warn at? You. It's a place called the Da Vinci Center, and it's, did it look uh, edible? No, no, it looked terrible. <laughs> Did you take the kids? Yeah, yeah. That's why we went. Or did you say? Did you say, "Look, kids, this is what Daddy has." <laughs> you well, did this to me. It's funny, but yeah, my son wanted to go. He wanted to see all of that stuff, and my daughter wanted nothing to do with it. Like we're walking through, she's like, 
now I'm closing my eyes. I don't want to look. Because some of it's kind of freaky. Like, they got things dissected down to where it's like a skeleton with all the nerves that are still on there. Yeah, and, it looks and there's, it's like, they're all, like, like splayed a, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had this one that was, like, in an X. Like, and the reason they put it in that position was so you could see the different, like, bone joints and stuff. But it was, like, I don't know, something out of, like, Hannibal or something. It was, ugh, yeah, it was now, I'm with wild. Little Lady Commando. I don't want to see it. <laughs> no, Lady uh, Commando was all into it, too. But no, it was, no, I said Little Lady. Oh, Little Lady. Yeah, little she lady. was not. Mm-hmm. I had to carry her through, and I'm like, okay, you can open your eyes now. We're in a spot where there's nothing, no display. She's like, I can't hold my eyes closed anymore. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good times. But yeah, saw fatty liver, saw uh, blackened uh, smoker's lungs. Yeah, all that, mm. all that fun Ooh. stuff. That's not See, me anymore, thankfully. We saw that stuff in high school too. Yeah, but now what yeah. we didn't see was fatty liver, and that's what they should have been showing us. Going, <laughs> yes. Listen, you're getting ready to go to college, mm-hmm. or you're getting ready to go to the real world. You're, yeah. you're 15 now. In Fatty's case, you're, you're you're 12, and you're playing with Transformers and Hot Wheels. Like, just stop drinking, you fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah. This is what's gonna happen. Mm. And they should also show you diabetes. And they should show you a guy getting his leg cut off. They should show you the swollen feet. They should show you all the horrible things. They don't. They just go, oh, we worry about smoking. It's like, smoking is the least of the problems right now. It's the diabetes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, how about the fact that when I was in uh, high school, I would go to McDonald's to get two Big Macs in a day. Mm. Because I could, I could burn off the calories in an hour. Two 20-piece nuggets on sale, I'll take them, and I'll need 18 oh. dipping sauces. Yeah. <laughs> and a large French fry. Yeah, right. I need five McDoubles and five chicken sandos. But give me a diet ah. give me a diet coke with that, because I'm watching my weight. weight. <laughs> a regular Coke would be excessive. Right. That's loaded with sugar. And what's in my figure? Oh, God. And with that, I think we are going to call this one a week. (laughs) (laughs) Come full circle. Until next week, kids, when we're back with episode 100, I'm Banky Jarvis. I'm Corporal. I'm Commando. Sarcastro. I'm Fatty Liver. And keep those flames flying. Hold on. I had a failure to start here. Failure to launch. Failure to launch. I have a prescription for that. It's not the first time I heard that about you. It won't be the last either. (laughs) Too much maker's mark. I I can't do it. I need it pinky soft every time.